Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, Bobby, this week and actually the next two weeks on Urban Spelunking, we've got updates on buildings we've talked about in the past. Next week, we're going to go back to the Milwaukee Athletic Club and talk about the renovation there. But this week, it's a place you actually used to work, the former Journal Sentinel building. Uh, you worked there when it was the Sentinel, right? Yeah, I worked in the Sentinel building yeah, yeah, for so five years. This is a big development and a lot of history. It is really a big development. And it's, you know, it's a sort of a bittersweet development because you would love for there to be, you know, the kind of media... Um, ecosystem in which we could have two thriving newspapers occupying these buildings, as was the case when I was there. Um, but that's not really the case anymore in our modern times. And the Journal Sentinel moved out to smaller offices uh, across the river and left this 1924 building. And actually, there were two other buildings. We'll, we'll talk about all three. Yeah, this um, is a historic building. A um, lot of beauty still remains inside from those from the original design. goes back to 1924, right? Yeah, yeah. So the building we're talking about today, where the apartments are, um, is the 1924 Journal Building. Beautiful Art Deco building. Uh, outside, lots of great details. Inside, it looks very different, disorientingly different. <laughs> yeah. because Unrecognizable, right? I mean, well, you, yeah, you worked there and couldn't really even navigate. Yeah, because right? like big spaces like the composing room and the the um, the newsroom that were just big, op- wide open floors um, now have corridors and apartments in them. But that's a little weird. It is. So three three main things are happening inside this big complex, right? So yeah. it's um, walk us through those three different uses. Okay, so the 1924 building um, that was originally the Milwaukee Journal is now 141 apartments. Okay. Um, and the old Sentinel building, which the Sentinel occupied once the journal company bought it in the early 60s, um, on 4th Street, just south of the building that we're talking about today. Um, that is now occupied by a charter high school. Okay. Seeds of Health High School. And then the 1960s addition to the journal building to the east, where there was a, a new press room and that's where the delivery trucks came out of and all, all that kind of stuff, that has been open for a while as student housing, uh, primarily for Milwaukee Area Technical College. So student housing, a high school, and apartments. How many units of apartments are we talking total? Like 141. 141. Okay. Yeah. So um, this is um, a pretty big redesign too. I mean, we mentioned that there was some original, like some murals that still exist there from the the days, the wood paneling. I remember seeing a lot of wood paneling there when I've been there a few times. Some of those details remain? Yep. Yep. Some of the details remain, which is nice. Well, coming up in the second part, we're going to go inside and talk about some of the new features, some of those new uh, developments. I loved the uh, the photo of the editor's suite, which seemed like a really swanky place to hang out. Plus, we'll talk, about, talk more about Josh Jeffers, the developer who's leading this project, in our extended conversation at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcasts. Do you want to know the secret behind the programming you love? It's all funded by the Honor System. As a public radio station, we're based on a very simple model. We try to do something meaningful, connecting with you through music and stories. And then we count on those who appreciate what we do to show their support. Are you one of them? Show your support by visiting RadioMilwaukee.org and joining today. Back at the Journal Sentinel, the former Journal Sentinel building in uh, downtown Milwaukee. This is, you said, 4th and... State. State, The 4th estate at 4th and State. And you worked there when it was the Sentinel. Um, we, we talked about this a bit before we got started here about 
you know, it is kind of bittersweet. Um, I remember going to the the Journal Sentinel building as a like a first or second grader as a you know on a field trip, and being so just amazed with this huge operation. I mean, they took us through the printing press and the newsroom, and it seemed so big and busy. And you know, it does feel a little sad to see those um, see see all that change happen in, in media. But I suppose I mean the paper's still here; it still exists in Milwaukee. There is still local journalism in print form. But it, there was it did, it did make me a little sad, and I wonder how it was for you as a former employee. Same, same, because when I moved here, the journal, the lobby of the journal building was a bustling place. You know, there were um, you could go in there to buy um, old editions of the newspaper. You could buy reprints of photos. They sold bus passes. You know, weekly bus passes had bus schedules. They um, sold tickets to events like the Sentinel Sports Show and that and the auto show and that kind of thing. So there were always people go and there was I think there was um you could buy stamps and things like that and mail mm, mail from there. Yeah, I can picture this. So yeah. That was a really sort of bustling place. And when I started in nineteen eighty eight in the Sentinel, that newsroom was really hopping and so was the journal one. And what was amazing was that even though there were these two papers that were owned by the same company, there was really and I don't know what was going on in the editor's suite that we'll talk about later, but definitely at the newsroom level there was competition. Do you know what I mean? Like oh yeah. The, the you know the movie critic at the at the Sentinel wanted to beat the journal movie critic at reviewing the latest movie or that sort of thing. You know, like the the city desk at each place was in competition with the other. There was yeah. there was really journalists like, want the scoop. They want the story. Right? Absolutely. That yeah. you know. So there was a little bit of a kinship, but not as much as there was just this sort of friendly competition which was an exciting time to be there so maybe they were maybe they were more friendly to maybe a little more friendly than they'd they'd be to like a tv person but uh you know you're not gonna gonna lure me into this conversation (laughs) okay (laughs) as a former tv person that you are that's true that's true there 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 is definitely dynamics that's there are dynamics for sure yes but no i mean they they got along as people yeah you know what i mean like if the the brewers writers were beat writers were both at the stadium they got along as as people but but they still wanted to beat the other guy on getting this on the scoop you know? and they were owned by the same company that that seems so bizarre to me yeah yeah I, was that a standard thing that happened at, at the was, time in other cities or? yeah it did happen in other cities as well which is how you ended up in a lot of cases with some of the mergers too the, the mergers became easier to do when when the two papers were owned by the same people well, the building today is, uh, you know, we, we talk about this past era in journalism and the newspaper industry. I suppose that's a whole separate conversation. That is a whole separate conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about the development because inside this building, it is it is really impressive what they've done with the space. I mean, we're talking about a, a high school in, in this space as well. So certainly a lot of people coming and going and living their lives and benefiting from the space. So. Yeah. So in 2020, I went and I saw all three buildings when work had not begun on any of them. The journal okay. company had moved out. The buildings were basically just as they were when when the newspaper left. Um, and at that point, I saw tons of things familiar to me. The Sentinel building was as it was when I worked at the Sentinel, more or less. You know, the journal building was as it was as a newspaper. The old library was there. The cafeteria was still there. Um, the person I toured with, I could, I could say, oh, yeah, this was the composing room up here. This is where the sales department was. This is where I used to go pick up my paycheck. Okay. <laughs> this is where the credit union was. Yep. But it was really freaky because a couple of weeks before the um, grand opening of the journal Commons Apartments, um, one of the people that works for Josh Jeffers invited me to come over because he wanted to pick my brain about where stuff used to be. But unfortunately, the moment had passed because by then everything was basically done. It was only a couple of weeks before it opened. So we walked into spaces that used to just be big open newsrooms and things like that. 
and it was all corridors and walls. And I was like, oh, God, I don't know now. Right? <laughs> Cause like yeah. everything that might've been familiar or like a sort of touchstone that you would, that would make you think, Oh yeah, this was here. That was there. In most cases, that was just all, all gone. But, but one case that was not gone was the editor's suite, which we should talk about. Yeah. There's a picture in the story of uh, what the editor's suite uh, I'd imagine this is pretty close to what it looks like, right? It looks like the, you know, like the wood yeah. paneling and all the details there are the same. Yes. Um, what happened in the editor's suite? Was this so, like the highest ups? This was the highest ups, yeah. yeah. And I and when I worked there, I would only have gone through there a few times, you know. Okay. Um, and I think when I worked there, I'm not 100% sure about this, but I think when I worked there, it was not really the editor's suite as much as it was the publisher's suite, okay. I think. You know, okay. um, this would have been where like the journal company bigwigs were, like the the corporate people who oversaw both the business end of both newspapers, um, because the editors were in the newsrooms. Oh, know? okay, got you it. You know what I mean? The, so, um, so they call it the editor's suite now, and maybe it was traditionally called the editor's suite. But yeah, I was going to say like in the during, pan, like newspaper history was that sure? May, maybe then it was right. Okay. But during my time, it was a place you didn't really go to very often. You know, maybe like if you the, like the principal's office, yeah, you know? if you're going to have a very serious conversation, <laughs> maybe you'd be going up right, there. Yeah. Right. But that, so there's these beautiful, um, in the corridor in front of the offices is, um, this beautiful set of murals that, um, trace the history of communication. Yes. I remember seeing those so as, there's on, like, a, on that field trip. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like ancient people's like chiseling into stone <laughs> and there's Gutenberg's printing press. And I mean, so all this kind of stuff, really beautiful. That's all still there. The offices themselves have been um, fixed up, but all the paneling is still there. The built-in bookshelves, really nice. Looks really great. And they did an amazing job. Frankly, the, the amenities in this apartment building look to me like sort of high-end hotels I've stayed in. Do you oh, know okay. I mean? Like, yeah. The windows are really cool. Yeah, I feel like living there, you'd be it'd be like living in a hotel, <laughs> just yeah. without room service. <laughs> so the um, the the new apartments are those kind of different in style from the the student apartments, or are they kind of yeah, the same? they're they're definitely different because yeah. the student apartments are more sort of dorm like, yeah, and that like utility. sometimes they're like a bunch of people who don't really know each other, live, like each having their own bedroom, but like a shared kitchen living room. I mean, so there's some different. Um, setups in the student housing, but, but these are traditional apartments. These are, um, studios and one bedrooms and, um, slightly bigger one bedrooms too. Yeah. And that's, they're sort of aimed at, um, young professionals who want to be living basically kitty corner from the deer district and across from Turner hall and the arena and right in the middle of it, right in the middle of it. So they're not huge. They're not really meant to be family apartments, that, that sort of thing. Well, it, we talked a little bit about that editor's room, but, um, th- you know, there's a few other things in there. I love that, that photo or the, um, I love that phone booth that you found, that yes. row of phone booths. Was that, what were those used for? Was that for reporters like on calls or those just public pay phones? No, those were just public pay phones. Yeah. yeah. And there were three of them, but there's two that are left now. Um, but it's great that they, I'm so excited that they left them because it's a reminder of what that journal lobby used to be like, you know, that, that it was a place that the public came and, and used and, um, that's a, a nice reminder of that. Right off to the side of that, there's a um, a co-working space, which is oh, really cool. nice mm-hmm. uh, amenity to have. Just, is that just for residents? Or? Yeah, it's just okay. for residents. Um, underneath is all parking. Ah, and there's like okay. a dog washing station. Um, <laughs> and then up on the top floor is um, the Sentinel Lounge. They, they threw a little bone to the Sentinel, thankfully. Oh, okay. And, Keep um, it fair. Journal, yep, yep. Sentinel. And um, – that's really nice. That has a fireplace in it. It's got a little, it's got a, an outdoor deck 
So really nice. It'd be it'd be a nice place to live. I seem to remember when you went. I think you took a tour of the space before construction started I as did. well, right? And mm-hmm. didn't you, when you were there, find a newspaper yes! just kind of like on happenstance yes! with your with your name in it? Yes. So the, when we walked through that time, we walked through all three buildings. You know, the Journal Building, Sentinel Building, and the the Journal Edition. And I saw one copy of one section of one newspaper the entire time, and that was up in like the control room of the the old um, press room where the printing presses were. And I walked over to look at it and I looked it up and it said, oh, sports sec- a Sentinel sports section. Cause I worked in the sports department and I'm like, oh, look, 1990, I think 92, I think it was 93, maybe. And I was like, oh, that's when I worked there. And I opened it and I'm like, no way. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes. had a by- I had a byline in it. Wow. So yeah. I, I, I saw it in your story that you, you found another sports section. It didn't have your name in this one. I had one. to look. I had to look. It was a Sentinel sports section again from the time I was there, but I was I didn't have anything in it. Well, maybe you can dig one up and they can put it somewhere. Uh, is there some we can, somebody we can call here? Yeah, we can call Josh. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, speaking of Josh, um, let's talk about just briefly. I mean, we're, the next project that we're going to be talking about next week is another one of his. And this is certainly a name we've mentioned a few times on Urban Spelunking. For those who don't know, who is Josh Jeffers? So he is a local developer um, who has sort of a, I mean, he's done new construction like um, like the Huron building that has Tupelo Honey in it. You know, mm-hmm. which one? Yeah, right around the corner from 88.9. Yes. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what he, his real passion is historic buildings. He owns the Mitchell and Mackey building, you know, which have the grain exchange mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. He's the guy that bought the old Horlick malting, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, we talked about that one, too. Malt site in Racine. He um, is doing these two buildings that we're talking about. So he's he owns a few others. And um, he's got a real passion for history. So he likes historic buildings. He likes to restore them. Um, he keeps as much as he can of, of the original stuff. So I, I really like that about him. Well, we're going to look at another one of uh, Josh Jeffers projects next week. We're going back to the Milwaukee Athletic Club. This is another uh, a big, big redevelopment there. Um, pretty, uh, pretty top notch. And, and again, a uh, big difference. Yeah. And unlike this one, the which seemed to sort of fly by. I mean, when I was there in 2020 at the Journal Building, um, they hadn't even started. And now we're already there. People have moved in, so that's pretty quick. Um, this one's taken a little bit longer. Pandemic, you know, there was a sort of a shift in what the plan was and all sorts of little hiccups along the way, but it's finally done, and we're going to talk about that too. Well, make sure you subscribe to Urban Spelunking and catch that conversation. We've got new episodes coming out every Tuesday from 88.9 and on Milwaukee. All right, Bobby, talk to you next week. Thanks, Nate.